I'm out here at the ranch, been shooting. Uh, I've been using Mantis X now for, I don't know, about a year. I think I started telling you about it here a few months, months ago. Um, I don't like using my ammunition. You know, it is so expensive. And you practice at the gun range, you've got to. So you can be good, good shot if you need to be a good shot. So I haven't shot probably with live ammo in a year and a half or two years. And I loaded up my SIG, and uh, I have more bullets than anyone would ever need. Uh, I think there's 21 or 19. Anyway, first time I've had a gun and live fired at targets in uh, you know at least a year and a half, and I only missed two. That's a pretty good shot, uh, and I owe it to Mantis X. High-tech, easy-to-use system, wildly used now by the military. It will improve your shooting because it actually doesn't just tell you where you hit on the target. It shows you why you're missing. It shows you your, how you're squeezing the trigger, how you're pulling the gun down or side to side. Start improving today. Get a Mantis X. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. I'm going to reintroduce you to one of the, I think, most important men in the country. A guy who has done more to save our country than many people that I could list. Um, He is, I think, a real hero. He's got a new book out, America's Major Institutions. They're run by the left. He has written the book, America's Cultural Revolution. Very important to read and listen to what he has to say here. Can it be stopped? Mr. Mr. Christopher Rufo joins us in 60 seconds. Sponsor of this half hour is Goldline. Historically, the value of gold and interest rates have had an inverse relationship. When interest rates go up, price of gold goes down and vice versa. The Fed hiking these rates 10 consecutive times in the past year. Gold should have gone down, but it hasn't. Why? Why is this doing the most aggressive rate hike since the 1980s? It's because central banks are buying up all the gold they can get a hold of all over the world. And that's propping up demand and keeping the price high. That and when the Fed stops raising rates or pivots and cuts rates, it stands to reason if gold prices have held up under extreme pressure like this, when that pressure eases, gold still will have plenty of room to run because the dollar is going down. Goldline. Great special this week on their fractional quarter-ounce gold Mayflower coins. With every one quarter-ounce gold Mayflower purchased, you're going to receive two of the silver Mind Your Business bars absolutely free. Get a little silver when you acquire gold today, only at Goldline. 
Call them. They're waiting for your call right now at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. I don't want you to do anything you don't understand, but do your own homework. Stop listening to all the so-called experts. Do your own homework. Read as much as you can. Pray on it and find out if it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Christopher, how are you, sir? Doing very well. How are you? I'm I'm so happy for your success and so happy uh, for all of the things you've done. Uh, so few people have done as much as you have. So congratulations and thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, America's Cultural Revolution. Tell me what your your push is here in the book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, America's Culture Revolution. It's my new book. It opened at, as the number one bestseller on Amazon last week. And I think it's doing battle with your new book on the uh, bestseller charts currently. Yeah. But the basic story is this. It, it traces the 50-year history of the radical left's long march to the institutions, beginning in the Marxist-Leninist revolutionary movements of the late 1960s, um, going through academia, going through the uh, K-12 school system, weaving its way into the DEI departments and major corporations, and finally coming to full fruition in that turbulent summer of George Floyd in 2020, when I think many Americans finally understood uh, that the left had really seized all of those cultural institutions that matter. I explain exactly where it comes from, exactly how the ideology works, and most importantly, exactly how it's attained power so that conservatives can start understanding how to formulate a, a solution. So can you give me those three points um, in the time that we have, kind of summarize? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the book is divided into the theory of revolution, the theory of, of race and how that uh, is used to gain power, um, education, so pedagogy, meaning uh, how kids are taught. And so this is something that the left has thought very deeply about. They have thousands of activists fanned out across the country uh, trying to figure out how to make your kids uh, think in the same ways that they do. And, and then finally, uh, the, the last section of the book is about power. So a lot of conservatives feel that we can simply win the intellectual debate, that politics is an Oxford debating society. And if you have the better mm -hmm. points, you have the better arguments, you have the better facts, you win. But I show that that's actually not always true. I wish it were true. But in the real world, the left attains power in many cases, no matter how bad their ideas are. So I outline exactly what they do, how their political practice works. Um, and, and I think that this is really new territory for a lot of conservatives, even very uh, literate conservatives who love to read about the history of ideas. Um, this is about how ideas gain power. And that's that's what I try to do in the book. So how do what what is it the main thing that you think conservatives don't understand about uh, defeating this or or dealing with this power? I think the main thing conservatives don't understand is that um, institutional power requires the governance of institutions and institutions are not governed by uh, uh, the, the laws in the books, the policies in the training manual, all those, those are important. You actually have to have your people staffing those institutions. And so if you look at K through 12 schools, for example, the radical left, I mean, really, truly the neo-Marxist left controls all of the graduate schools of education that train our K through 12 mm -hmm. teachers. Um, they're teaching Paulo Freire's Marxist theory. They're teaching critical race theory. And 
conservatives, if they wanted to have an influence to the same degree on on K through 12 education, would have to actually have to get conservative graduate school students, conservative professors, conservative administrators. And it seems that conservatives have been content to uh, occupy themselves with their own family, their own churches, their own businesses, perhaps. But they've ceded the active governance of cultural institutions to people who hate them. And, and all of a sudden they're waking up and thinking, wait a minute, we have to either recapture these institutions or we have to build alternatives. And my argument at the end of the book is, of course, we have to do uh, some of both. So, Christopher, you know, when we were hit by um, Al Qaeda, the country was asking, what do they hate us? Why do they hate us so much? And people say, well, because of our freedom. I, I didn't think that was it. I think it's because we engaged in uh, some really dark stuff all around the world. And we are not who we say we are um, many times, especially in the Middle East. But why do these people hate us so much? Uh, you know, I think that in the immediate term, they, they view can the average conservative family or conservative citizen as an impediment to their utopia. And so what I found so fascinating in, in the book is that all of these revolutionary figures from the 60s who have really laid out the, 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 the groundwork for what we see today were genuine believers in the utopia. They had an idealistic uh, temperament in most cases. But in all cases, it grew sour. They grew disillusioned. They grew angry. They grew resentful. And so you can see this emotional arc. And I think that's where really the modern left begins. It's, it's, a, it's a group of people who oftentimes are, are very smart. They're very idealistic, but they're very frustrated at what they see around them. And it turns into a kind of resentment towards people who are viewed as, as either successful, but also people who are viewed simply as average, middle class, content with their lives, occupied with their local communities. Um, these are... Uh, barriers to their revolution. And so they, they, they want to, um, uh, first and foremost, change the system of government to, to take power over them, but also even take power over their kids by changing how kids learn and, and really fomenting revolt of the child against the parent. And that's what we see as the key symbol throughout this revolution. I mean, this is truly a, a revolt of, of children against their parents symbolically, archetypally, and then also in many cases, quite literally. If you were sitting in a map room and you came in and we were losing the war and I'm Churchill and I said, cross the road, what do we do? What, what would be your plan of attack? What, what do we need to do? And what are the odds that it works at this point? I think that there are uh, really a, a few key strategies that I would recommend. First, I would recommend reforming American civil rights law, which is often used to force these left-wing ideologies well beyond the bounds of colorblind equality. And so I would go in, I would have executive orders lined up, legislation, trying to get some cases before the Supreme Court to, to restrain the civil rights bureaucracy so that it can't force you know, diversity trainings and CRT trainings but actually just ensures that Americans are treated equally. Second, I would get, as we've done now in seven states, universal school choice so that parents can take their taxpayer dollars out of the public school system and into any other school of their choice. That's going to shift you know, billions of dollars in resources towards creating alternative schools, religious schools, private schools, other kinds of schools, home schools, where conservatives can start to have institutions that reflect their values they can invest. 
And then third, I think we need strong action from state legislatures. Governor DeSantis has started this in Florida of, of retaking some, some of the administration in public universities. And, and I have a personal goal, Glenn, of, of reforming uh, state higher education policy to recruit 1,000 conservative professors in the next 10 years. And I think even a, a, thousand, uh, a, a thousand academics that are aligned with us, that create materials uh, and, and research and scholarship, that's going to be enough of a counterbalance at the beginning to, to reshape the dynamics within academia. How are you going to get that through? I mean, especially, I mean, just, just talk about school choice, universal school choice. Even in Texas, they refuse that because the Republicans in many states that are wildly red, they are still beholden to the teachers unions and they are, those teachers unions are so powerful. Well, there, there's a way to do it. And I think Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, um, who actually had the first universal school choice bill passed through his state legislature, the first one in the country, you know, he, he, he told me something quite interesting. He said, hey, we had the same problem in Arizona. Rural Republicans uh, were, were hesitant to do this. They didn't want the, their Friday Night Lights football um, impacted. So he made a deal where he essentially horse traded. He said, hey, look, We'll increase public school funding by a billion dollars. You're going to get a ton of money from the legislature to invest in your public schools, your athletic programs. But in exchange, we want to give everyone a way out. And now a billion dollars a year, approximately, has been taken by parents and then invested into school alternatives. This is within just two, two years of this program. And so um, you have to go and do the old school backroom uh, political, you know, cigars in the backroom horse trading. And sometimes you have to write a big check to get those few Republicans that are beholden to the teachers union, overwhelm them, sweeten the deal, do whatever it takes, because long term, um, this is more important than any short term budgetary outlay. So our institutions have been so overtaken by um, uh, the ESG culprits that Budweiser doesn't seem to care at all that it's just destroyed itself. Disney doesn't seem to care that it's destroyed itself. And I think Disney is a, they're not really being forced from the outside. They're gone from the soul. Um, but all of these uh, ESG companies now, is there a way to turn that around? I think there is. I think if you look at ESG, you have to think of it as a, kind of parallel civil rights bureaucracy that is uh, organized by cartels and, and uh, yes. you know, kind of corporate cartels, right? And so just like with the civil rights law in, in the United States, which, uh, which needs significant reforms, um, and, and the answer is quite simple. It's you have to get the people through their elected legislators uh, creating general laws that, that govern the, the republic. And so we need a revival in the legislative uh, capacity and creativity and, and, and commitment. And you can simply say in the United States, the law is that corporations that are chartered by the state, you know, you actually, the com companies are chartered. Um, they have to be uh, uh, prioritized uh, return on investment. Uh, the goal of a, in a capitalist economy is, is to maximize profits. Um, and then these specific fact, facets of, of ESG style investing are political ideology, political activism, um, and, and, and it is restricted for 
public publicly traded companies. If you want to have a small business and you want to have a you know communist bake shop and and not charge anyone any money, that's fine. But if you are a, a multinational company, you have pension funds investing in you, you're listed on the stock exchange. Um, I think legislators are well within their right to shut down uh, uh, policies, r- really kind of cartel-like policies like ESG. Yes. Christopher, what was the biggest thing uh, since you started this whole thing? What, what is the most shocking thing you found? Something you're just you're still today, you're like, I can't, I can't believe this. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something from the process of writing this book that, that, that still shocks me is, I spent a lot of time digging into the archives and reading the revolutionary pamphlets and manifestos from the late 1960s, from the Black Panther Party, the Communist Party USA, the Black Liberation Army, the Weather Underground. And, and, and these are documents that really haven't been read in many, many years. And what I found was, that was so shocking was that all of the concepts, all of the phrases, even many of the arguments that I've been seeing the last couple of years in K-12 school curricula, in the kind of critical race theory uh, world resemble to a T the ideas, the concepts, even the exact phrases that I found in those revolutionary manifestos. And so you have this immensely shocking uh, um, translation trail from the, I mean, I mean, it's really from the fringes. These were people who wanted to overthrow the government by force. And now their ideas are in your child's kindergarten classroom. I mean, that, that to me is just it, a shocking demonstration of their own triumph. Uh, I have many of the old professors from Chicago, um, uh, their libraries after they died. A friend of mine would go in and, and gather the libraries and sell some of the books and all of the radical stuff, including handwritten notes and papers inside of these books. I probably have the largest library now of these kinds of radicals from the 60s and 70s. Uh, you're more than welcome to peruse through it if it would ever help you, Christopher. Oh, that'd be amazing. I, I'd love to do it because, look, as you know, and as a collector of this, you have to understand what we're dealing with today. You have to yep. understand where it comes from. I mean, if you don't understand where it comes from, you're operating blind. And so the goal of the book is to do that, is to show conservatives from conservative parents all the way to conservative uh, policymakers. Um, this is what you're up against. These, this is how they operate, and this is how to defeat them. Christopher, I'd love to have you on again, maybe even a podcast, uh, just to talk about your book, because we have so much to discuss, and, uh, and, and, uh, and you have a lot to teach. Christopher Rufo, the name of the book is America's Cultural Revolution. America's Cultural Revolution. It is available wherever you get your books now. Christopher Rufo, thank you. Back in just a minute. Thank you. Let me tell you about Good Ranchers. Here's, uh, here's what I would like you to do for a, mem- for a minute, if you have just a couple of minutes. Get on your phone or your computer and go to GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you have a napkin or a shirt sleeve or something because you're going to wipe the drool from your face because it is really yummy steaks, really great beef. This is not the amateur garbage out of the grocery store. This is superior quality, all-American meat selection that is going to change your whole day. It is really, really good beef, chicken, uh, even fish, and it all comes from America. 85% of our grass-fed beef imported for overseas. Why? Why? I'm looking at my cows walking up the hill right now. Why are we importing it from China? 
We've got to support our ranchers. We've got to support the people here in America, the local farms and ranches. So buy your meat from GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. You get $30 off any box. And with Good Ranchers, you can feel good about the 100% American locally sourced meat that you're putting on the grill. And uh, you will also lock in your price. So as the meat goes up in uh, the grocery store, your meat remains the same price because you've locked it in at GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll save $30 off. It's GoodRanchers.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. I'm up here in the state of uh, Idaho, where our Standing Rock Ranch is. Uh, Republican Idaho lawmakers are urging the state's publicly funded libraries to cut ties with the Marxist-led American Library Association. The Idaho Freedom Caucus, a group of 13 Republican legislatures, uh, legislators who, by the way, I know them, I love them, I wish there were more of them. They issued a statement this week uh, blasting the nation's largest library association for hiring a new president who describes herself as a Marxist lesbian. Nothing wrong with you being a Marxist. Nothing wrong with you being a lesbian. But a Marxist lesbian <laughs> running the library may not necessarily be the librarian for this community or state. I'm just saying. Although we do have a Moscow, Idaho. Oh, you know, if you know that. Um, they are, uh, they say, Idaho's Commission for Libraries has to withdraw. Our oath of office and resulting duty to the Constitution forbids association with an organization led by a Marxist. Ay, 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 ay. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with everything being in the library. Do you, Pat? Uh, no. I think everything should be in no. the library. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. However, you know, in the old days, we would put beads up in that special room, and yeah. kids didn't go into it. Um, right. You know, I, I, I'm never for burning books or getting rid of any books. I think I should be able to go to the library and look up anything that I want. However, where it's placed, what section, just because it was written for kids doesn't mean it's appropriate for kids. And Marxist books should be available in the library. But I want to make sure that also all the books that fight against Marxism and talk against Marxism are right side by side. The Glenn Beck Program. So there's too much negativity uh, right now. Let me give you something positive. Buying and selling a home is a hassle. I know I'm going to get positive. So if you're about to do either or both, or, or both, you might now feel like a huge mountain of responsibility is resting firmly on your shoulders. Glenn, you said that it was going to be positive. I am. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't go for a roll of the dice. You could get one, you roll the dice, it's really, really great. You could get Lenny from across the street, who's, you know, between shifts, he used his cell phone kiosk down at the mall to you know, put up a picture of your house. There is a service now that will pair you with not only a good agent, but the best real estate agent we can find in your area. Someone who's a team builder, who gets the job done, done right. Somebody that understands marketing. 
realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. You're buying or selling a house across the street or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com should be your first stop. gonna be good uh sam altman is uh, trying to establish a world global id where everybody's iris is scanned mm. uh and several of his his products uh lead to establishing uh universal basic income uh this is a another step to that uh He's already called for government regulation of AI, and Congress is listening to him. So hopefully we can all soon have our eyes scanned. There, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with, uh, with that? Um, Pat, I read a story, uh, and I think it was about the women's soccer uh, league that mm. was begging for tickets, sales. Yeah, you know, please do the right thing and buy tickets to our— Yeah, to the World like, Cup, well, the women's World Cup. Yeah, because it's a moral obligation yeah. that you attend these matches. Oh. I, I don't know if you're aware of that. I, you should be, obviously. But please do no, the right thing. I didn't thing. get the update. Huh. Uh, so you when they said do the right thing, I was like, huh, really? I, uh, for, the, for me, the right thing is not to go. Hmm. Um, Seriously? Were you in but, Sunday school last yeah. weekend or yesterday? Or I, at any no, time in the last uh, I, 20 I, years uh, the, where they talk about it half it. the time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry you know, about that. The problem is they gave the women, I think, the, essentially the same deal as men, that they get $30,000 just for showing up. So each participant gets $30,000. So if they don't sell these tickets, they're going to be in trouble because they made this huge deal. And this is what we talk about Whose all the time. Is that? Yeah, there's, there's no revenue in it. There's at least not the men's side kind of revenue. So Do they have... Do they have any former men on the team? <laughs> I Do the right thing. Think some. Get trans women. Yeah, that's what they need. Yeah. That's what they need. Yeah, that is absolutely what they need. But, of course, um, I don't uh, know if the follow- U.S. soccer team, the women, once again, uh, acted like they hate America. Most of them didn't have their hand over the heart when the national anthem played. They wouldn't sing the national anthem. So they're getting a little flack. It's just hard to root for them because they seem so anti-American, you know, and either they're kneeling yeah, or they're, they're and disrespecting angry. and they're angry. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. I, I, you know, I live in a house with, uh, with three women. I, I uh, you know, I got enough angry women uh right that i don't understand (laughs) you know so yeah anyway um do you see that uh miss i think it's miss norway or miss norwegian or something um netherlands uh, the trans yeah is a man yeah yeah is a man yep uh and then miss miss italy pageant has banned transgender contestants from taking part uh quote lately Beauty contests have been trying to make the news by also using strategies that I think are a bit absurd. Um, according to uh, Miss, uh, Miss Italy official patron, um, Miss Italia, on the other hand, will not jump on the glittery bandwagon of trans activism. 
Since it was mm-hmm. born, my competition has foreseen its regulation, the clarification according to which one must be a woman from birth. Probably because even then it was foreseen that beauty could undergo modifications or that women could undergo modifications or that men could become women. So, no, you have to be a woman from birth. And I would say she was even being really lenient there because she said, or that men could become women. No, no, No. they can't. Mm -mm. No, they can't. You know, it's uh, it's bad in this country when Europe is leading the way toward common sense. Isn't it? I mean, oh my gosh, you, yes. got, it always used to be well in Europe. In Europe, they're much more enlightened. In Europe, they're not Pollyanna. In Europe, Europe, I think, went so far left that now they're swinging the other way. The pendulum is going back the other way, like we've talked about a million times. And uh, I, we're just not quite there yet, I guess, in America. Well, well, let me give you this. Let me give you this. Uh, woke researchers from Harvard uh, were upset. They were upset. They were uh, they were doing some research on uh, on STEM and and uh, trans uh, surgery and stuff, and they were taking a survey, and it was to assess the representation of transgender and gender nonconforming undergrads in science, technology, engineering, and math fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they found was uh, a lot of people did not take that seriously. Um, the researchers would interview people. The five woke researchers have written a paper now uh, arguing that the responses they receive are proof that fascist ideologies are living inside the house of engineering and computing science. Uh, they asked 723 people. Only 299 were considered valid. 50 or 15 percent were classified as malicious uh, and they are claiming injury. In fact, quote, the malicious words and slurs directed towards our research team had a profound impact on our morale and our mental health. No, no. And time had to be taken off the project to heal from the traumatic harm. Don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, my God. Gosh. Oh, (laughs) so people were asked about their gender and Mm -hmm. um, apparently many respondents identified as attack helicopters. Um, So, um, (laughs) you know, uh, Mm -hmm. I was an Apache tech uh, attack helicopter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And uh, and they they didn't they didn't like that. Um, Some of the responses I identify as a gift card. (laughs) I am an Apache attack helicopter. I am a cisgender lizard king. I am a human being. I'm an effing white male. I'm a V-22 Osprey. Uh, Did you just ask for my gender? I'm an X-16 fighter jet. I'm I'm a pansexual attack helicopter. I'm a non-cookie-cutter, cis-furry dragonkin. Don't judge me. I'm a quasi-demi-pony, bank-eye, released state queer copter with a hint (laughs) of something I can't say. Uh, I am a lesbian and a homosexual upside-down frappuccino cake. I'm just here to get the gift card. So, there you go. Yeah, it's nice to see that people are uh, uh, showing the absurdity of this. You, yeah, it, a little bit done. Yeah. 
A little bit done, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, remember, the United States government and nobody has any intention of reducing, you know, your gas stoves or anything like that, except they did put all kinds of legislation in to reduce the use of gas stoves. Now, the Biden administration is pushing a proposal to ban the sale of almost all portable gas generators, which some mm. experts say would be disastrous uh, for people who rely on generators. Uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Related uh, uh, or Safety Commission has proposed a policy that would remove all existing portable gas generators from the market. The new uh, the new rule restricts the amount of carbon monoxide that generators can emit by forcing these generators to switch off when they reach a certain level of emission. So, sorry, you're running your house to keep your kids warm. Sorry. Too much carbon monoxide. Smaller gas generators would have to cut carbon monoxide emissions by 50%. Larger generators need to cut emissions by 95%. None of the current models would be in compliance with the new law. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's only a gas generator and your gas stove. Oh, and a new proposal for water heater efficiency standards. Friday, he released this. Um, the Department of Energy claims the new water heater standards will curb carbon dioxide emissions to save Americans billions in the long term. The proposed rules are the latest advancement of the Biden administration's wider push to regulate household appliances in pursuit of climate change. Is anybody mm. excited about this? So far, because I think this is going really well. And then there was this. President Joe Biden announced that he has completed his final certification of the files to be released regarding the John F. Kennedy assassination. Hmm. The National Archives has already released thousands of confidential documents related to the November 1963 assassination. The documents include information from the CIA, FBI, State Department agencies, blah, 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 blah. One of the newly released documents revealed the name of the CIA official who intercepted Oswald's mail in the month before JFK's killing. It turns out that this man, Efron, had a UFO encounter in 1955 while he was on a train journey through the Soviet Union with Senator Richard Russell. Uh, they saw what a CIA report called two flying saucers, though skeptics later argued that they were Soviet aircraft. Russell was among the Warren Commission members who interviewed uh, Marina Oswald, his wife, in 1964. Conspiracy theorists now see a connection between Efron and the Kennedy assassination and wonder if he knew more than he let on. They also hope mm. a bipartisan bill to declassify UFO records will reveal more about the government's knowledge and involvement with UFOs. <sighs> Quote, people say there's nothing significant in these files. Bingo. Here's the guy who was reading Oswald's mail. They failed to share that and his experience with UFOs. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to think it's suspicious. 
I actually mm. think you do. Uh, just just a little <laughs> bit. Um, just a just a you know, just a healthy you know dose of mm, yeah. I think you 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 do have to be. Mm-hmm. I am convinced more than ever that all of this UFO talk is done by the government. You know, Chuck Grassley is leading this. I want the mm-hmm. UFOs out. I want all the information. Not Chuck Grassley. Uh, uh, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer yes. is saying that. Well, yeah. Since when did Chuck Schumer care about this? Never. Or all the people in New York going, you know, I got to tell you, our city's burning down to the ground. The state's a total mess. But gosh, Chuck, could you please pay attention to that UFO thing? Yeah. It's Come a d- on. Distraction. It's it, a distraction. It's watch what the other hand is doing. Or yeah. don't watch what the other hand's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, all you have to do, distraction. <laughs> Against what? Oh, I don't know. Uh, taking out the water heater in your home, mm-hmm. uh, the gas-powered generators, uh, the gas stove, uh, any of the wokeness stuff. I mean, how bad I the economy know. is. It goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. How bad the war is. Mm. How bad the war is, and how close we're getting. All right, back in just a minute. First, may I just share this message? It's from LifeLock. Sure, sure. I like it when somebody comes in and takes all of my information and then uses it online and discredits me, my family, makes it so I can't get a loan. I mean, sure, sometimes it's the ESG police, but sometimes it's not the police at all. And nobody can stop all of it. Hmm. So I'm with Bill Gates. We just kill all the mosquitoes and if we kill all the mosquitoes eventually everything dies because you just can't do that but the other option is lifelock your security from people who want to rob you is really important and nobody nobody understands this more than the people at lifelock it's also really important to realize there are measures you can take to keep from happen- from it happening to you. And it doesn't take a ton of money and a, and a hassle. And it will once, oh, the mosquitoes didn't work and now all of your information's stolen. Mm-hmm, I get it. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions, but the best in the business, in my opinion, is LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now, lifelock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So there is a 28 page uh, paper out there. Uh, The Bulletin of Applied Transgender Studies uh, has uh, printed it. It is. uh, Oh, it's an it's an interview, a questionnaire uh, about transgender undergraduate engineering and computer science, computer science student experiences. And I gave you some of the responses a minute ago, but. When asked about their disabilities, these Harvard scientists, uh, you know, supposedly, uh, they, they make these calls to all these students. And uh, 
when they were asked about uh, race, the responses were, I'm an ethnic gift card. My skin color is not important. I'm an Afro Klingon. I'm an AH-64 Apache. I'm a Republican. Come on, man. These questions are stupid. Uh, I'm a a Swedish Muslim, Native American Elizabeth Warren. I'm a cracker. I'm a colored native mix. Uh, I was born white, but I spent a lot of time in the sun, so I identify as a light-skinned black male. Uh. Uh, Actually, my skin is blue. I think I might be a Smurf. when asked if they had any disabilities, I don't have enough gift cards. My country is run by communists. I love that one. Um, yeah, my disability being 2.86 white, uh, pedophilia, gender dysphoria, thinking I'm a man, I'm not a man, being trans. Yeah, disability. I'm a tranny. Uh, I'm mentally retarded. I have hands where my feet are, and my feet are where my hands are. <laughs> Uh, disability, like all transgenders, my disability is the inability to come to terms with biological reality. Madness, essentially. Wow. Wow. These are undergraduates in the STEM program in colleges today. This is not going to go well. Uh, People are really starting to get sick of all of it and apparently unafraid to speak out we will report again in a couple of weeks after we see the medical results of all of the scientists that had to put up with these kinds of remarks on the phone they were severely severely damaged (laughs) and they're in mental health institutions now just for some rest